in the world with LinkedIn. One show at a time. Join your fearless leaders as they reveal insider secrets, chat with other LinkedIn gurus, and answer your LinkedIn questions. For those about to get LinkedIn, we salute you. This is your chance to get inspired and use LinkedIn to help you rock the world too. Now, it's time to crank it up to 11. Ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together for the LinkedIn Rockstars! Songs called the Miami Blues. webmasterradio.fm i'm your host mike o'neill the linkedin rock star and i have on my show today an awesome guest awesome 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 doug Baumwall. welcome to the show oh thanks for having me mike yeah, we, we sure hit it off on the phone when we first met didn't we doug yeah we did we went on for a while yeah one of those, you, know, you can tell by how well you hit it off with someone whether the call goes like 30 minutes 60 minutes or like two hours i think we were into that you know almost two hours yeah, it was two hours that's right um, and gosh, if we'd only recorded that call, I have three, four pages of notes from it. And uh, I'll tell you, there were two things that really stuck out to me. You kind of got this split personality to you. You got your, you got the first, the first part of your business and what you do, buying and selling businesses, that whole exit strategy and entry and, and, and dolling them up for sale. And then the whole Google apps for business part about you. I want to cover both in the show here before we get on to topic number three, which is your love of guitars so we got enough time for all of this let's start let's start with the with the business side and and about how you help companies uh, buy and sell you kind of do both sides of that business right I want to buy a business I want to sell a business I'm, uh, I'm gonna exit out um, how, how do you help people do that and what do you have for help for our audience if they're kind of got this on their mind well yes our firm specializes in both buy side and sell side services and, you know, the ultimate goal, obviously, is, is to create the transaction, but the perspectives are quite different. Uh, so we get probably, I would say, about 60 to 70 percent of the people that contact our firm are interested in buying, uh, and, uh, and, and the rest are interested in, in selling. And so there, there are more buyers and, and less sellers. And that's about to change, though. There's a, a big change that's about to happen in, in my industry, in this space, which is that the baby boomers are starting to retire. And so what's happening is there's, there's going to be a bubble of businesses for sale coming up over the next, I would say, five or so years, maybe five to even ten years for some of the late hangers-on. 
And so that's actually going to change uh, the whole market because it's all supply and demand. And so as the supply of businesses increases, uh, I expect the, the, some of the pricing to come down. So this is actually a great time to sell a business. Wow. You know, there, you mentioned about the demo, changing demographics and all. There's, a, there's an analogy for that that fits with classic cars as well, Doug. You know, okay. the, 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 the market for 57 Chevys, for example, is expected to go down because, you know, the people who had them when they were in high school or always wanted them, you know, they're, they're dying off. And, and the, certainly the cars of the 40s are, are, are having that issue already. And uh, um, uh, it was an article I read about classic car auctions that had very much to do with that. I mean, frankly, the, uh, it, what it's done is accelerated the price of, of, of cars from the 60s and 70s because they're now at their peak earning and have got their, uh, you know, they've maybe cashed their business out. Um, what does someone do with the money when they cash out their business, Doug? Well, uh, traditionally, um, you know, depending on whether if they're, if they're young, they may sell a business and then just dive right back into another, another company. Uh, but when people sell because they're retiring, uh, they have a tendency to switch from an active investment to a passive investment. So a perfect example would be, let's say someone owns a manufacturing business. Uh, and so let's say they've got their 50 employees and their whatever, 10, $15 million a year business. And, uh, when they sell that business, they need income. Uh, but they, you know, they've sold their company. So, they could just invest the money in real estate and stocks, but a lot of times, uh, it, a lot of these owners will look to buy the facility where the business is operating and be the, become the landlord. Or in some cases, there are they already own the real estate, but they'll take the money from the from the uh, sale of the company and pay off the real estate. Uh, and but essentially, moving from an active investment to a passive investment is convenient for a lot of retiring. Uh, business owners for a few different reasons. One, they you know they don't want to work anymore, and two, uh, as a passive investor, you have less risk and, and a lower return. So, um, you know, risk and return always go together. And uh, when you own a business, you get a higher rate of return, but there's also more risk. And, and you know, usually, most uh, in the size businesses that we sell, most owners are active or they have family members that are active in the business. So, it's generally the, the transition to a passive role in their investments is, is the trend that we see in retiring uh, business owners. I totally get that and I see where real estate kind of comes into play. Um, I, I, I work for companies where the owner of the company owned the building and they, they owned the leasing company that we bought the stuff from, all that sort of stuff. They had, and then when they got out, they didn't get out of everything. They only got out of some of it. Um, it was a uh, company called Random Access worked for way, way, way back when. And, and uh, you know, the owner of that company moved to Hawaii, frankly, <laughs> with his passive money. <laughs> um, in the process of doing this, you, you discovered Google and Google Apps and Google Apps for Business and got into the whole Google space. And that's what brought us together initially. Um, how did that come about? And, and, and share with us a little bit about that, would you? Sure. It's, it's kind of an interesting story. Uh, I've been selling businesses uh, for 25 years, and, and the company that I own has been around for even longer than that. Uh, so over, over the years, the way we got new business, uh, of course, we, we get referred business because we've been around for so long. But the way to generate new business it, it, historically has been cold calling. And so, you know, picking up the phone, smile and dial, and try to get the owner on the phone, which is, you know, a feat in itself. And then once you get the owner on the phone, the odds of them being ready to actually sell their business at that time are pretty small. So 
out of maybe a hundred phone calls, we'd really only get uh, two or three qualified and, and, and motivated or at least interested business owners. Uh, so it wasn't a very, it wasn't a very good ratio, uh, not a very productive way to solicit and, and prospect. And so, um, Right after the mortgage meltdown, the, there wasn't enough inventory to sell. So a lot of the owner, business owners had, had not sold before the meltdown and weren't comfortable taking the kind of price cuts, uh, you know, the, the reduced uh, selling prices that uh, the market was offering them. So all of a sudden, there, there just weren't a, there weren't a lot of businesses for sale, um, at least not at fair market price or fair market value. So I needed to uh, supplement my income. And I was looking for a business that would produce recurring revenues. But more importantly, I was looking for a way to try to stay in touch with, you know, these uh, thousands of business owners that I've, that I've been uh, in touch with over the last few years without having to keep, keep cold calling and keep farming and keep prospecting and keep basically uh, banging my head against the wall trying to get through to these people. Because you never know when somebody decides to sell, they may not remember. So, it turned out that I had uh, started using Google Apps for Business around 2006, and you know we had before that we'd been Windows users and we used Act and and we had all this locally installed software. And then when I started migrating my business model to the web, set up a virtual business model, and became familiar with Google Apps for Business, eventually I realized that that would be a a nice uh, a nice service that we could offer to the same target market that we had been calling all those years to convert them to the cloud, move their business process to the cloud, add value that way, and, and still stay in touch with them. So what actually what happened was we continued to market to the same group of business owners. It's a couple thousand people on our list. And uh, basically trying to convert as many of them as possible to Google Apps for Business, which is a great move regardless of whether they use our services as business consultants. And now, um, each company that's been that switched to Google Apps for Business, I never have to call them again because now they're calling us generally with, with technical questions. But the point is it establishes an ongoing business relationship uh, that ideally, you know, eventually will result in a, in a sale of the business. So we sort of changed our business model. Instead of just trying to, to find somebody at the tail end of their business career when they're ready to sell, now we're really much more proactive. We're, we're contacting people at the, uh, the beginning or in some, in some cases the middle of their ownership cycle and uh, developing long-term business relationships and uh, selling some of the other financial services that we offer, uh, but starting with Google Apps for Business and then maybe financial statement analysis, uh, maybe business valuation on a subscription basis, uh, maybe finance for growth and acquisition, um, and then eventually potentially the sale of the company. So it's really, it, we evolved basically from a traditional business broker to a managed service provider that offers financial services. Wow, I get that. And I'll bet you that there's some step one, step two, you've got some process involved in moving people from point A to point B. Um, you know, we're going to take a break here just for a moment. I want to come back and dive a little bit more into that. And then I want to talk to you about your other love. The love of guitars, if I can. Can we do that? Great. Yeah, great. All right. Well, hey, Brasco, bring in some. Let's let's bring in some really spiffy guitar work here because we're going to get into guitar conversation after the break here. Uh, give me something really special, Brasco. Here we go.
More from Rock the World with LinkedIn when we return. Before you painstakingly create another label or drag yourself to the post office, set a course to ShipStation, your key to e-commerce shipping nirvana. Save time by easily importing orders from wherever you sell, like Amazon, eBay, and over 40 others. Save money with discounted USPS rates and a free USPS account. Automate manual tasks through bulk label and invoice printing, custom shipping rules, and much more. WebmasterRadio.fm listeners get an additional 30 days free after the free 30-day trial. Go to ShipStation.com slash WebmasterRadio now. Shipping Nirvana starts here. When you started your business, you first listened to your professors. Now that your business is growing and gaining ground, you only seek out professionals. PPC Professionals, an industry leader for highly optimized search marketing campaigns with over 30 years of combined management experience. Our professional approach to every campaign helps you find every avenue of revenue so that you can not only stay ahead of your competitors, but get a return on your investment and increase your bottom line. PPC Professionals, personal, professional, PPC services. PPCProfessionals.com. InternetMarketingNinjas.com is the online dojo of the highly trained and skilled Internet Marketing Ninjas. Disavow documents, reconsideration requests, Panda and Penguin penalties. Let our superior SEO ninjas confront all of your link-related issues. The Internet Marketing Ninjas are equipped to master any marketing exercise, content creation, authorship, link building, PPC, and more. Plus, build more buzz for your brand with our social media marketing strategy. Discover all that the Internet Marketing Ninjas can do for you. Visit the online dojo now at internetmarketingninjas.com. Oh, yeah. My day is done. Time for happy hour. You're already done for the day? Yeah, because I use certifiedknowledge.org. Their PPC tools literally save me hours every day. How do you keep on top of all of Google's new features? Easy. With Certified Knowledge, their interactive learning modules keep me up to date. And if there's something I don't know, I can watch their video lessons without having to hunt around the Google help files. Great. I'm ready to expand my knowledge. Hi, I'm Brett Geddes. I'm the only leader officially supported by Google to teach the advanced track of the AdWords Seminars for Success. I personally recommend CertifiedKnowledge.org as your one-stop shop for all your PPC needs. Learn. Optimize. Connect. Be smart. Go to CertifiedKnowledge.org now. Rock the World with LinkedIn continues only on webmasterradio.fm. Hey, we're back. How, was that some spiffy guitar work we just heard? Awesome. <laughs> Oh, gosh, thank you. Uh, yeah, I, I tell you. Uh, well, I want to dive into guitars here in just a moment, but we left off with, with a with a, a cliffhanger. And the cliffhanger for me from our first segment was, how do you get started? What's the first step of moving to the cloud? All right, I bought off on the idea. I know I need to do it. You know, where does it start? Does it start with mail or contacts or, or inventory? or How does that work? Well, there's a lot of businesses out there that, already, that are already using uh, some cloud services. And so it's not usually all or nothing. There's a lot of companies that, uh, that do their accounting with web-based software. Um, there's a lot of companies that, uh, you know, that are using uh, web-based email software. So it's really just a matter of uh, doing a digital audit and trying to audit where, where are your digital assets? Where is your data? 
Where's your software? What is your business process? And um, basically, we, we put together a proposal to migrate companies to the cloud, taking into consideration their entire business process. And Google Apps for Business is, uh, is a fantastic solution that incorporates probably, it's a great platform for probably 90 to 95% of the businesses out there. And then there's a small percentage of businesses that require uh, specialized, you know, CAD or, or some specialized software, uh, ERP or whatever uh, platform. And, and those, are, those can also be uh, cloud-based, but they take a little bit more integration. I totally get it with regard to, for example, we used to buy Quicken and, and QuickBooks and those things. And every year you got the new CD that you went to the store to get. And now it's, you know, we just have a new version on the, on the web all the time. And, and gosh, if it doesn't pull in our data from last year and the year before and the year before, year before. Um, uh, the people I know have all moved over to Gmail. I mean, for the most part, anyone who could get out of Outlook has gotten out of it. I had a 12 gigabyte PST file that it was just hunkering me down. Now I'm on Gmail a couple years ago. Best thing I ever did there. Um, if you're if you bought off on the idea of moving to the Google app platform, how does that work best? And, and what does that cost? I heard it's pretty inexpensive. Yeah, well, most people don't even realize that there's that there that there more than there's more than one version of Gmail. So the the version of Gmail that most people are familiar with is actually a consumer product that has no technical support. Uh, it's you know it's free, uh, but it's supported by advertising and and no tech support. And there's some other limitations. Uh, the Google Apps for Business is the business version of all of Google's consumer apps. And it is, it is quite inexpensive, especially when you consider what, what you get. So uh, basically, uh, it's $5 per user per month or $50 per user per year. And then there's some add-on services you know, that, that cost a little extra. But most businesses can get away with, uh, with the $5 or $50 uh, uh, budget. And, and for that, you're getting, you're, getting the, the, you're getting to keep your business email address, but using it through the Gmail interface. Well, one of the one of the important things that comes into play are these web-based versions of documents. We've moved all, most of our spreadsheets, for example, um, especially for internal use, um, onto onto you know Google Spreadsheet. Um, we've moved most of our of our documents that we use strictly for internal use, at least, up into the you know Google Documents and all. Um, when we get into external stuff where I've got to send files to customers and all, we're still using a little bit of Word and, and, and stuff for that, and PowerPoint's still, still in, a, in a standalone way. That brings us to Google Drive where we store those files as part of this whole structure as well. How does Google Drive work, and particularly when you're talking about files that might be Google, Google native files, as, uh, in addition to you know hard-coded DOCs and 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 PDFs and things like that, right? So Microsoft has their their own proprietary format. Google has their own proprietary format. And up until quite recently, um, you know there was a you know quite a, sort of a Chinese wall in between the two, and that wall has has just recently been broken down. So. Uh, Google Drive is kind of like, uh, well, if you're a, a, a Windows user, you're probably familiar with My Documents. And uh, so Google Drive is sort of Google's version of My Documents. So instead of being uh, installed on your computer locally, it's installed on their computers, their servers, globally. 
And uh, so the difference is, obviously, if you have a file that's installed on, on your computer, then if you lose your computer or, or it gets stolen or, or you drop it or you get a virus or whatever, you know, there, there's a chance that you could lose that document. Now, there's backup solutions and there's antivirus software and there's all these solutions that are designed to, you know, to, to make it easier to use locally installed uh, software and data. But with Google Apps for Business and with, with the cloud business model, uh, you don't have to worry about locally installed software. You don't have to worry about locally installed da uh, local data either. So essentially, when somebody sends me an email with an attachment, I don't download it to my, to my desktop anymore. I upload it to Google Drive. And when I do that, it's essentially like making a backup because Google takes better care of, of their digital assets than I ever could. They've got more data centers. They've got more tape backup. They've got more security than anything I could ever create locally, and quite frankly, than any any uh, any of the business owners that I know have locally. I mean, we, there's plenty of law firms out there that have their own server and they feel secure because it's in the back room. But it's much less secure than having the data in in the cloud uh, with Google Apps for Business. So so essentially, what we're talking about is taking everything that you used to do locally and putting it in the cloud because it's more efficient, it's, it's, it's safer, uh, and you know, the, it's backed up automatically. There's less risk of, uh, of, uh, of viruses or anything like that. And it just, it's kind of like outsourcing that whole mess that most people are used to doing internally. I get it. I get it. In fact, we could, we could do another whole couple shows just on this, and maybe we will. Maybe we will. Um, I'm not going to let you get away. We've got a couple more minutes here. We're not going to get away without talking about your other passion, and that's guitars, right? Yeah, I, I had a lot of fun with guitars as a kid. Um, you know, uh, when I was uh, uh, in high school, um, one of my friends was you know, was playing electric guitar, and he had a band, and he kind of got me interested, and, and then he sold me my first electric guitar, which was a Fender Mustang. Um, and this was back in, in the seventies and, um, I, you know, had a lot of fun with it and started, uh, learning how to play the guitar and, and, it, and I really enjoyed it. And then I started buying and selling electric guitars and over the next five years or so, uh, up until well, pretty much until I, I graduated college, I was buying and selling electric guitars. And so I actually had a chance to own and play a bunch of real classic guitars. So I had a Fender Broadcaster, for example, which some of you out there will probably recognize as the first electric guitar. And uh, found it in an wow. antique, antique shop for 75 bucks and played it for a while and then went down to you know, 48th Street in Manhattan and sold it to a guy named Alex who specialized in, in that kind of stuff. And uh, at the time, I thought I was doing great because I made a couple hundred bucks. But, you know, obviously it's worth thousands and thousands of dollars today. And I uh, had a bunch of really nice guitars. I had a 58 Telecaster, a 61 Stratocaster, 63 Stratocaster, uh, 1960, I think it was, Gold Top, a bunch of Les Paul Juniors, uh, Jazzmaster, a bunch of different guitars. And uh, I'm sorry to say I don't have any of them today. I should have at least kept one. Uh, so I haven't really been playing guitar for, for many years now. Do you have pictures? Uh, no, no pictures. I, I even know where some of my old guitars are because some of the people I sold them to still have them. 
I know how that is. I, I, I had a lot of classic cars over the years, kind of similar situation, and, and I've, I've been scrambling to find pictures of them, and I found pictures of most of them, but I wasn't conscious at the time. Of course, you can't keep all those cars. You can keep guitars over time, but it's hard to keep cars over time. You know, a little, little, little different situation. Um, and, and the pictures that I have were sometimes they're in the background or there's like four cars in the picture. And I go, that one's mine, the third one on the left. Um, and if I could do it again, there'd be pictures of this proud young Mike O'Neill standing in front of that 78 Firebird, in front of that 69 Z28, in front of this and that and this and that. So... Um, gosh, we're, we're running out of time. Um, uh, how do how do people reach you, Doc? What's the best way well, for people uh, to reach you? You've got a couple, couple different different things going on here, don't you? Yes, uh, we have a couple things going on. So for the business consulting, probably the easiest way would just be to give me a call, 305-235-4444. That also goes to our website, 305-235-4444.com. And then uh, for Google Apps, which is usually how we meet most people, uh, that's uh, easygapps.com. That's the word easy, uh, the letter G for Google, and apps, A-P-P-S dot com. Beautiful, beautiful. You know, just for our audience here, you know, our show is called Rock the World with LinkedIn, and it's about people who we've met on LinkedIn as much as it's about LinkedIn itself. Our show can only do so much in the LinkedIn space before, you know, we got to move off on to other things, and our LinkedIn audience here is buying and selling businesses, is looking for what do I do with these other apps other than well, LinkedIn itself, for example. So there's our, there's our little tie back to the name of the show, by the way, because it is Rock the World with LinkedIn, and we did rock, didn't we? I am so glad I met you through LinkedIn. <laughs> I am too. I am too, Doug. And, you know, I, I have so many friends and so many people that we know out here that are going to want to meet you and talk to you about both their business and also talk to, you, talk to you about, you know, how they can move their stuff to the cloud. Thanks for being on the show, Doug. Thank you, Mike. Hey, that's Rock the World with LinkedIn. We are on webmasterradio.fm. We're on Mondays. And, you know, come tell all your folks to come grab the show, get the show live, and grab the show off rocktheworldradio.com where we have our archives. We're pushing almost 200 archives at this point. We've had leaders of all kinds of organizations, including the likes of, you know, uh, all social media, SaaS companies, cloud companies, and all, um, on the show sharing not just stuff about LinkedIn, but stuff of interest to LinkedIn users and a little bit about themselves as well. Hey, Barasco, bring on a little bit of guitar, extra special guitar. Let's get into that early 60s guitar kind of, kind of, highly tuned sound and we'll come back with extra segments just a little bit. More from Rock the World with LinkedIn when we return. Looking for a better way to get more traffic and interaction to your Facebook page? Imagine Facebook interactivity on your page like you've never seen. Introducing your new Facebook marketing fix so social the new and revolutionary way to easily manage and automate your facebook contest and sweepstakes create a fun easy to win contest by writing a simple facebook post watch your post go more viral and generate loads of interaction track your traffic and generate email lists with ease so social is mobile friendly and complies with facebook terms of service let so social give your facebook page some flash today zoom over to zosocial.com 
BubbleFast burst onto the e-commerce scene as a family-owned shipping supply provider back in 1999. The product line has grown, but Mark and Robin still own and operate BubbleFast as a family business. Being sellers themselves has taught them what online sellers need to safely and affordably deliver their products to their customers. BubbleFast is proud to be an active member of the community of online sellers. Mark and Robin sponsor seller meetup groups, share shipping tips and tricks through social media, and always love talking to customers and helping solve shipping challenges. Check out the website at BubbleFast.com. Sign up for the Bubble Briefs newsletter to join the BubbleFast family. Use promo code WMR to get a 5% discount. Or call Mark and Robin at 877-599-7447. Happy shipping from Mark and Robin at BubbleFast. Hey, this is Danny Sullivan to talk to you about Bruce Clay Incorporated. They've made Inc. Magazine's list of growing private businesses and have exhibited and sponsored at my conferences since the very beginning. You've seen their search engine relationship chart or you've read their SEO code of ethics, so you know their SEO experts. But did you know they can help you with PBC, web analytics, web design, marketing strategy, promotion, and branding? Yep, get everything you need for success in the online marketplace. You can check it out from the professionals at Bruce Clay Incorporated. For over 10 years with offices worldwide, they've got the answers you need. Check them out today at BruceClay.com. Building better search engine rankings takes the right formula. Tracking those rankings is super simple. All you need is AuthorityLabs.com. Authority Labs uses automated daily rank tracking tools to monitor your site's performance or leverage their API to build your own tools. No matter what animal-labeled algorithms affect your ranking, you should be using Authority Labs. 